0: And we're going to begin a study tonight uh, that's going to be dealing exactly with that. Uh, Because of um, several people um, uh, talking about it and asking about it, Uh, by the grace of the Lord, we're going to begin uh, talking uh, from the book of Revelation tonight. And uh, it's um, it's been a little while since I've done so. Uh, and um, a lot of the materials that I had on it and studied uh, and had built up for 25 or 30 years, a lot of it I lost in the (laughs) church for, so uh, I'm having to go back and um, uh, uh, try to recover some things. But I enjoy enjoy teaching uh, Bible prophecy. Uh, If I... If I had my way, that's the only thing I'd ever teach. But being a pastor, you know, I have I have to uh, provide a spiritual meal that's well rounded, uh, and uh, and 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 declare all of the word of God. Apostle Paul, when he left uh, the church of Ephesians, and they were standing on the beach there, and um, uh, and he was telling them, he said he probably wouldn't be passing by that way no more. He said, but he said, uh, in the two years, two some odd years that he was there ministering, he said, I haven't shunned to declare the whole counsel of God. A lot of people has got their pet verses, you know, and uh, you know, a lot of people in apostolic faith they uh, they wear out Acts two thirty eight. Well, I like Acts two thirty eight, but I'm going to tell you something. If that's all I dwelt on, I'd done starved to death a long time ago. Hallelujah! That was my foundation. And that's that. That's all that is as the foundation. We got to build a house on that. Hallelujah! Amen. And uh, uh, we're not going to never be able to cover all of God's word anyway. It's too much involved. And um, so I covet your prayers as uh, we get in this um, uh, uh, tonight. Uh, there is a lot of different varying uh, viewpoints, uh, and I do not. Uh, Try to create an argument with anybody over certain things that that doesn't have anything to do with the, the saving of their soul. Uh, and uh, so we, we just, uh, we study God's Word together and uh, see what the Spirit of God and His Word opens up um, uh, to us. Amen. And that's what we want to do uh, uh, beginning tonight. Uh, you know, the book of Revelation... Uh, has been called by many the most fascinating book uh, in in the whole Bible. And um, I guess much of the attraction uh, to the book of Revelation comes from all the symbolic uh, symbols that are written therein and um, supposedly uh, hidden meanings that a lot of people assume, well, you know, this is a... Uh, uh, this is a veiled book. This is a covered book. But the fact of the matter, God intended revelation to be an unfolding of his plan and purpose for the ages. Uh, matter of fact, the name of the book uh, is a translation uh, uh, of the Greek word apocalypse, which means to uncover or reveal that's what revelation means, right. to uncover or reveal. Before this time, it was covered. Right. Now, if you remember when, you, uh, when, when God gave Daniel uh, uh, his v- visions and dream in the book of Daniel, he told Daniel, he said, You seal up the things in this book that I've showed you because the time is not yet. It's, um, uh, it's in the future. It's going to be the time of the end. So he told Daniel to seal it up. But not so now with the revelation. It's to be, it's to be declared. And we're going, to, uh, we're going to find out about that. So in the essence, the book is God revealing to his servants the plan he has ordained since before the beginning of recorded time. You know, some people think that they surprise God, but there's not nothing you can ever do that you'll surprise God on. He he knows what you're going to do at a particular minute and point in day before you was even thought of in this world. Hallelujah. You can't, I seen somebody record on on the internet one, one time, and I, I like it. God does not have a plan B. Hallelujah. Amen. That's true. God don't have no plan B. Amen. He, he has recorded history. Amen. He's rec- uh, and he, he has revealed the end from the beginning, the book says. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, all that knowledge is within him. And guess what? If you're a Holy Ghost-filled child of God... You got that in here, Amen. Amen. You got it in here, Amen. So um, I want to start out tonight by just kind of laying a little groundwork uh, uh, about uh, the Book of Revelation, uh, and and let me say, uh, stop right there, and which, it don't um, you know really affect a whole lot. But if you'll just notice, I would say eighty-five or ninety percent of the people they want to put an S on that. They, every time you, they talk about Revelation, they say Revelations. Yes. Hallelujah! I've, uh, I've 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 went to hear Bible teachers who's supposed to be really good in uh, in the book and understanding prophecy, and and I go to listen to them. And when they come up and say, "Well, let's turn in the Book of Revelations." It already makes me wonder what kind of teacher they're going to be doing it. Because it's not no revelations, it's revelation. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's one revelation. Amen. Now, the book of Revelation is divided into groups of seven. And I just I just realized I, I'm going to have to slow down. Because I see some of you uh, writing down and I, I get in the habit of getting... Really going. Um, I'll try to uh, slow down my talking a little bit, but the Book of Revelation is divided into groups of seven, and that's very significant, given the fact that in numerology, seven is the number of perfection, completion, and fulfillment. Amen. The number seven represents perfection, completion, and fulfillment. In other words, seven is the number of God. Somebody tell me, does somebody know who, who man's number is? Six. six. Good. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll relate to that several weeks down the line. Uh, uh, but man's number is six. God's number is Seven. Uh, and, the, and the book of Revelation, it's, it's got divisions in it and groups of seven. And um, I'll put this up on the screen if you want to um, jot this down. In the book of Revelation, you'll find seven candlesticks. You'll find seven blessings. Seven churches. Seven spirits. Somebody said, "Well, I thought the Bible said God was a spirit, and there was only one spirit." Where, where does the seven come in? We'll, 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 we'll get to that when we get to that part before it said in um, in the Book of Revelation. There are seven seals, seven trumpets, seven thunders, and seven vials. So all this. This covers the whole course of the book. Um, All through there, there's these groups of seven things. And and like I said, that's significant because um, seven means uh, perfection, completion, and fulfillment. Amen. Seven candlesticks, seven blessings, seven churches, seven spirits. Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven thunders, and seven vials. Um, perfection, completion, and ful- fulfillment. Huh? <laughs> You're gonna have to get you. You're to gonna... <laughs> Okay. We're going to, uh, for tonight, we're going to read the, uh, the first um, three, just the first three verses, because that is John's um, opening address, I guess you could call it, and uh, so let's, let's, let's look here at the book of Revelation, and uh, we're going to begin and read it, the first verse, uh, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants. Now follow, follow that now. Hallelujah. We, we don't want to get, we don't want to get uh, some oneless people all been out of shape, but the scripture says the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him, to show his servants. Now, we're going to, we'll be talking about that tonight. Things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. Okay? Who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Revelation chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Now let's talk about this opening address of of John as he was on the Isle of Patmos, the letter was a revelation of Jesus Christ, which was revealed to him by God the Father, so he could in turn show it to his servants on the earth. Now, we got to follow the sequence there, and we have to get a correct understanding of what's going on because some people will look at this and say, uh-huh, right in the beginning we find that you oneness people are all wrong because it looks like to me that there's two here. Well, Let's talk about that and, and I hope and pray that after we do some teaching on this you'll be better to understand and explain to somebody else just what this message is all about. It said, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to Him. God gave it to Jesus Christ to show His servants things which must shortly come to pass. Okay. During the earthly ministry of Christ on the earth, It was needful for him to function through a fleshly body in order to feel pain and experience death as all humans do. Amen. God in his pure form had never known pain. He'd never felt pain. It's impossible for God in his spirit form, to die. So, when he came to earth, it was needful for him to function through a fleshly body so he could feel pain. That way, when you and I are suffering and sick, Jesus now can say, I know what you're feeling because I felt it. When you and I are tempted and drawn, uh, tempted to be drawn away and do things wrong, Christ can say, "I was tempted on all points as you are, yet without sin." Amen. He did that as a man, not as God. Hallelujah! When he walked around on this earth, he didn't walk around here as God. He walked around here as a man. He picked up the man part from his mother, Mary. God created himself a body through the virgin birth. It's like God Almighty veiled himself in a robe of flesh so he could walk among you and I on this earth. As the Bible says, God was manifested in the flesh. God was revealed in the flesh. God was made known in the flesh. Hallelujah. Glory. And I, I, I still, after all these years, I get, there's nothing else in the Bible that gets me more than that right there because I can still remember the day I didn't know the truth. I didn't know who Jesus was. I thought He was a good man. He was a good prophet. I didn't know. I praise God for revelation. I praise Him for truth. Those of you who've been born and raised in, in the Pentecost of faith, you got something to be thankful for. Hallelujah. Amen. You got a lot to be thankful for. Hallelujah. All right, let me let me go a little bit further with this. Although the spirit within Jesus was omniscient. And and knowed everything. Yet his knowledge on the fleshly or on his mother's side was imperfect and incomplete. Amen. See, he started out as a baby, and as a fleshly human being, that baby growed. And that baby. Receive more knowledge. He learned the carpenter trade by watching his stepdaddy there in Nazareth. He learned because he came into this earth as a human being, yet the Spirit in him was God Almighty. The flesh didn't have the understanding and the knowledge as the Spirit of God did. that's kind of like me and you. Because the Bible says the natural man don't perceive the things of God. They're spiritually discerned. That's how how come you and I need the Holy Ghost to teach us and to lead us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So even though the Spirit within the Lord uh, was omniscient, yet the mind and the knowledge of god of jesus rather the man on his mother's side was imperfect and incomplete after he returned to heaven he once again was glorified with the glory he had at the beginning by the process by and by that process perfect wisdom and knowledge was revealed And he was no longer limited by the fleshly body he had received from Mary. Hallelujah. You remember, before he went away, in the 17th chapter, John, he prayed. He said, glorify me with the glory that I had with you at the beginning. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Now, that right there answers the question to Mark chapter 13, verses 32 and 33. Now some people think that Jesus is still in the dark about some things. But Mark chapter 13, verse 32 and 33 says, But of that day and of that hour, no one knows. We're talking about the end times, the end of time. The The second coming. He said, No one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed and watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. At that time, Jesus himself didn't even know when all this stuff was going to unfold and come to be. Because he was still a man. But after he died and was resurrected and was carried back up into heaven, he received the glory that he had in the beginning. And thus, perfect knowledge, perfect wisdom, he got a hold of and he was a part of. He's, he's not a fleshly man any longer is what I'm trying to say. He's God Almighty. He's the only one you're ever going to see. You ain't going to see two or three thrones up there. We're going to find out later uh, as we get in here. When John looked up into heaven and he saw one throne and one sitting on the throne. He didn't see Jehovah sitting on the throne and Jehovah Jr. sitting on his knee. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this is what it, this is what it meant. At the beginning of Revelation, he said the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants. When when Christ was resurrected and he was received back up into heaven, he picked back up the glorification that he had before he left heaven and became a man. And when that happened, it was like a revelation came to him and he received all perfect knowledge. He didn't know when he said what was said in Mark, but he knows now. Because he's the one in charge. He's the one in charge. Hallelujah. So, I wanted to take the time to bring that out because I've seen this used and twisted a whole lot. Now, what else did he say there? Bless is he who reads... And those who hear the words of this prophecy, and keeps those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Now, in John's opening address, he mentions two of the seven blessings which are recorded in the book. I told you a while ago when I when I gave you the list of the uh, the, the different uh, groups of seven. One of them was seven blessings. And one of those blessings are recorded right here at the very beginning. Um, Okay. It said, Blessed or blessed is he who reads. Do you know there are 66 books in the Bible? And this, this, this lets you know why it's important for us to do what we're doing here tonight. The book of Revelation is the only book in the whole Bible that God says, I'm going to give a blessing to those who read it. The book of Revelation is the only book in all 66 books of the Bible that's got a blessing attached to it by just reading it. Hallelujah. You say, but I don't understand it. Hey. I didn't didn't understand it all back when I first read it, and I've been reading it for over 40 years, and I still don't understand it all, but I'm still going to read it, because I need all the blessing I can get. Hallelujah. I let God reveal to me what my little feeble mind can understand, and and I'll depend upon him and have faith in him for the rest. Okay. Blessed is he who reads. Then it said, Blessed are they who... Die in the Lord. Somebody, somebody, in one of your Bibles, turn to Revelation fourteen and thirteen. And let's just let's read this. We'll we'll let you read. We want we want we want to find out what these blessings are. All of them are. The first one is blessed is he who reads. Then blessed are they who die in the Lord. Read it, Brother Art. Uh, chapter 14 and verse 13. Hallelujah. My, my, my. <laughs> you better make sure you are in the Lord when you leave this whole world, when you die. When you lay this body down. All right. Then it said, blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments. That's a blessing. That's one of the blessings. Revelation chapter 16 verse 15. Somebody else read that one for us. We're going to read all of these. It's up there on the screen, Revelation 16 and 15. Can you read, brother? Scott, go ahead and read it. That naked right there is a spiritual nakedness. Because we were all spiritually naked until we uh, were born again. Uh, Isaiah said he had clothes with... Clothe us with a garment of salvation. Hallelujah. That garment of salvation covered up all that messed up stuff I did before. Hallelujah. The garment of salvation covered up. Just like the prodigal son, when, when the dad saw him coming down the road and he ran to meet him, he told his servants, he said, go back and bring my finest robe. Ha, Listen. A lot of people preach about that, but they don't ever bring this out. There was that, that boy, that lost boy, that prodigal son, been out there wallowing around in the mire. He told his servants while they was down the road, y'all come get my best robe and bring it. We're going to put it. Hey, I want you to know that daddy loved that boy so much that he wanted to make sure all that mud and stuff he was at in the pit didn't would not see when he walked back on the steps of the house. Hallelujah. That's atonement. That's grace. That's mercy. Hallelujah, mm. wow, so blessed is he who watches. could he see he's coming as a thief? we've got to watch for him, church we got to look for him and keeps his garments. Then he said in revelation nineteen and nine, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the lamb. Wow, wow, wow. Think about these blessings. Somebody read Revelation 19 and 9. Go ahead. All right. Hallelujah. Blessed are they who called. That's what's going to happen when he comes back and gets us, folks. We're going to go to the marriage supper. The bride's going to be with the groom. There's going to be a big banquet. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Glory. Let's let's get the rest of it. Then in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 6, he said, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Somebody read that one. Go ahead. We'll be talking about that when we get to that chapter. But there's going to be two two resurrections. The Bible says blessed and holy. Notice that word holy. Huh? Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first. Somebody says, what's the importance of holiness? I tell you what, only the holy is going to be in part of the resurrection. If you died in a non-holy state, you ain't getting up with the rest of the righteous. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's another blessing. Then, uh, blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophet in this book. That's in Revelation 1 and 3 and in Revelation 22 and 7. That's recorded twice. We read the first part in chapter 1, but it, not only should we read it, but we should keep the words of the prophecy of this book. That goes along with what the other writer says, that we've got to be a doer of the Word and not what? A hearer only. Because if we are hearer of the Word... And not a doer, we said we're deceiving our own self. I worked with a man several years ago. Every time we had an opportunity, he was all the time coming to me with questions about the Bible. And man, we discussed the Bible all the time. And uh, we got to the Scripture... For well, the Bible says, he that knoweth to do good and doeth not to him, it's a sin. And this guy, he was uh, a good friend of mine. He, he, was, a, uh, he was a black fella, and uh, he was, uh, he, I think he went to a Baptist church. All of a sudden, he, just, he said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, preacher. That's what he always called me, preacher. He said, wait a minute, preacher. He said, you mean to tell me that God is going to hold me accountable for all this stuff you've been standing here for these three or four years telling me? I said, that's right. I said, every time I give you more of the Word of God, I said, you're going to be judged by what... He said, shut up and don't talk to me no more. (laughs) Hey, but 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 it's the truth. You're going to be judged by what you've been told. What you've been preached to and been taught by by the men of God that God uh, uh, puts over you in, your, in his life, we're gonna we're gonna meet him again. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna meet every message. Hallelujah! Praise God! So this is a serious thing. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophets of this book. And then finally in Revelation 22 and 14. Can you get that one, Brother Kenneth? Revelation 22 and 14. Blessed are those who do His commandments. Read that. Blessed are those who do His commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates and to the city. Wow. Hallelujah. Blessed are they. Keeps his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life. Where, where was the first time we saw the tree of life in the Garden of Eden? Did you know that God didn't kick out God didn't kick Adam and Eve out of the garden because of their sin. A lot of people think that they were put out of the garden because God said I, 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 we got to put them out of the garden unless they eat fruit from the uh, from the, the tree of life and live forever. And thus, there would be no way that even God could eradicate sin. Hallelujah! They was put out of the garden, so they they'd already ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but the tree of life was there too. And after they'd sinned, and they had sin in their life, and they was in a fallen state, God put them out of the garden so they didn't reach and get fruit from the tree of life and live forever. Now that tree of life is in heaven. And those who do His commandments are going to be blessed to be able to eat from its fruit. And they're going to live with Christ forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.